0: Aloha, welcome to the Mr. G podcast. This is episode number 51. We're gonna be talking about that big lights globe thing in Las Vegas that's all over social media. We're gonna learn about it together. I'm also gonna tell you a story about three black cats that my mom had. And uh, this podcast is basically all about how good this podcast is. It's a celebration of me, Mr. G. The Mr. G podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify podcasts, Apple podcasts, Amazon podcasts. And if you still can't find the Gregory Brandt, Mr. G Hawaii podcast. Full episodes are uploaded in their entirety on Twitter, YouTube, and Spotify. I try to do an episode every day. been doing this about two months. Like I said, this is episode number 51. It's a warm 77 degrees here on the outskirts of Chinatown in Honolulu, Hawaii, the largest city in the Pacific. It's a little cra- cloudy and rainy. The, the weather report says precipitation is 10%, but the past few days in Hawaii, it's been nice. It's been sunny, cloudy, and rainy, and so you have a lot of rainbows and a lot of like pleasant, pleasant drizzle that does not pick up on the radar. And let me tell you, rain in July in Honolulu County is rare, so it should be appreciated uh, because it's not going to rain again until September, October, later months. All right. Uh, Like I said, we're going to find out about the globe in Las Vegas. That's not what it's called. okay? the thing is called the sphere and it is a sphere. And um, it's been lighting up social media, pun intended. Um, This sphere in Las Vegas, it looks like it has a million lights on the outside of it. And it's responsible for loads of traffic jams. Uh, because people are just stopping to look at it. And it's responsible for loads of TikTok videos and memes of people putting their picture in the globe and everything like that. And it is a a fascinating thing. You know, Saudi Arabia has their projects going on, but this one came out of nowhere and it's very impressive. It's called the Sphere at the Venetian Resort. And so from what I understand, it's actually an arena where they're going to have sporting events and concerts, but let's see. Um, The sphere at the Venetian Resort is a spherical music and entertainment arena in Paradise, Nevada, Las Vegas, near the Las Vegas Strip and east of the Venetian Resort. The project was announced by the Madison Square Garden Company in 2018 and construction was underway the following year. The 18,600 seat auditorium was initially scheduled to open in 2021, but construction was suspended in April 2020 due to disruption in the project supply chain caused by co- caused by the thing. Construction resumed later that year. The Sphere is set to open on September 29, 2023, with U2 using the venue to launch their U2 <laughs> UV Octung Baby Live at, at Sphere Residency. So congratulations, Bono. You get to open up the sphere. The legend of Bono continues. Everybody loves Bono. So history, the background. The project known as the MSG Sphere was announced February 2018. Initially a partnership with the SANS. Um, Let's see. The Sphere uh, project was designed by Populous, and its interior includes the world's largest LED screen. Okay. MSG initially estimated the project to cost 1.2 billion. To put that in perspective, 1.2 billion. Elon Musk has 200 billions, so Elon Musk could build 200 spheres. Just to let you know, Elon, how much money he got. The sphere safe project was designed by Populus. Um, eventually surpassing two billion. Okay, it costs two billion, so Elon, you know, you can only build a hundred of them. Construction, a groundbreaking ceremony, was held on 2018. Uh, They built it in in a matter of uh, just four years. The project's in Saudi Arabia that's going to take decades to build. But this sphere, um, the sphere at the Venetian Resort is the official name, was unveiled in July 4th, 2023, on Independence Day. It illuminated uh, during celebrations in Las Vegas, Uh, The official opening, like I said, is September with U2 as its first performer. The venue will employ about 3,000 people. And like I said, it seats 18,000. It's 366 feet high and 516 feet wide at its broadest point. It's the largest spherical building in the world at 875,000 square feet It will include seating for 18,000 people. To put that in perspective, 18,000 people is about an NBA basketball arena, but NBA arenas generally stole out their games and they play 82 games per year. Now that's only 18,000 to put that in perspective the University of Texas, where I graduated from, their football stadium seats about 100,000 people. So much more people watch football in person than basketball, just to put that in perspective. So the sphere can have basketball games, but not really football games. Football games, you need like a huge place like the Alamo Dome. But uh, like I said, the football, the DK Royal Memorial Stadium in Austin, Texas, Hook'em Horns, uh, the uh, side note: The Longhorns are going to win the FBS college champion, the football champion, college football championships this year. Watch Las Vegas probably all ha- already has them as one of the high favorites. But uh, they have like uh you know a rel- uh, the like Colt uh, not Colt McCoy uh, Peyton Manning uh, like his nephew Archie Manning I think his name is. But anyways, the Longhorns they were stacked last year. They almost beat Alabama. And they open against Alabama this year, and Longhorns are going to kick Alabama's ass in Alabama. So watch out for them this year. But enough about the Longhorns. That they're not gonna There's not going to be any football in the sphere, but there will be basketball games. Like I said, football stadiums they want to sell at least fifty thousand, sixty thousand tickets. Most basketball games, they sell about 20,000. So the venue can accommodate 20,000 people in standing capacity. The Sphere has nine levels, including the basement where a VIP club will be located. Okay, that's where I'm going to be. If you want to find Mr. G and the Sphere, look for the VIP club. Actually, I don't really like Las Vegas. (laughs) Lots of stories about Vegas. But hey, I've been there a dozen times, so I might end up there again. The sphere's interior will be equipped with a 16K resolution wraparound LED screen, measuring 160,000 square feet. It will be the largest and highest resolution LED screen in the world. Now, that's what I heard uh, previously. It's the highest resolution screen. So it's not just the largest LED screen. I was wondering about that. Like, the larger it is, they're able to get more resolution, I guess. So it's, it's, is it 4K, 8K? I guess it's beyond 8K, but um, it's supposed to be pretty, uh, pretty hype. Pretty, I was pretty hype. Uh, pretty good. Pretty awesome. Pretty spectacular. Pretty tubular. Um, how many lights are there? The exterior of the venue will feature 580,000 square feet of programmable lights, which can feature holiday themes, with the sphere depicting a Halloween jack o' lantern, for example, or a Christmas snow globe. Uh, the sphere will uh, feature 164,000 speakers and the sound system will deliver sound through the floorboards. 40 features include scent and wind will also be used. Okay. Sphere, you blew my mind like a sphere being blown in, in the galaxy. They're actually going to have wind and also, um, uh, um scent so that is a concert you two you are opening a concert september 29th five days after my birthday if anyone wants to give me an early birthday present that is the tickets the opening of the venetian sphere in las vegas where you i i I didn't care about youtube before but now i hear the scent and wind because they're probably they're gonna try those features during the concert that's gonna be uh a, a one-time event you know never in history have you been to a huge concert and they have like scent and wind you know that's crazy and that's that's awesome and uh also from what i learned about the sphere the outside lights is something that's really great and incorporates the entire community because not everybody is going to be able to afford seats to the sphere las vegas it's one of the largest cities in the united states It's the fastest growing city in the united states and uh, having it out there, right there where everybody can see on the highway, where people that have never been to Vegas and never will go to Vegas, you can see this fear on social media, you can see all the lights, and that's free to the public. And that's an awesome thing. So congratulations to the Madison Square Garden group for uh, doing this fear. Uh, I, I tip my hat to you, Madison Square Garden group, uh, the, the, the most historic arena in, in the uh, United States is the Madison Square Garden They've been having shows there since the 1800s and um, it's the the number one basketball venue as well. Uh, But uh, for reasons like this, they always uh, are historic uh, and in in the United States, uh, you know, memorable moments. So the sphere, awesome. Uh, The arena will primarily host award shows and concerts in addition to other Entertainment events. So, if you weren't aware, uh, the Las Vegas is having uh, a new expansion team uh, for the NBA. Uh, it's right now. It's going to be called the Las Vegas Vipers. You know, they, they might change the name, but um, the uh, commissioner of the NBA um, is, uh, you know, looking uh, for expansion. Is looking to expand uh, with a certain number of expansion teams, but Las Vegas is right at the top of the list with Seattle. Those are the two cities that are definitely going to get a basketball team within the next few years. The Seattle Supersonics are going to return with a new Super- Seattle Supersonics because the old Seattle Supersonics are now the Oklahoma City Thunder. So it's kind of what happened in the NFL with the original um, Cleveland Browns and the Houston Oilers. But... um uh, with the new uh, team, they're going to be called. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Las Vegas Vipers. And I don't know if they're going to they're going to play at the Sphere. They're talking about building a, an entirely new arena, Las Vegas, that has money. And that money was not built on on people winning money in the casinos. That was built on the casinos winning money, and uh, they've been able to do it for the last hundred years almost. Uh, just uh, and 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 the best um, food restaurants uh nightlife entertainment uh is the place to be las vegas and it's sin city so you know me and las vegas haven't always uh seen eye to eye but um but yeah it looks like a great place like it says it's gonna have award shows and concerts i imagine the upcoming nba is gonna have a, a big part into it uh you know the nba is a, 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 um uh opening a, a massive nba center in las vegas so, though not designed to fit a traditional arena for sports such as basketball or ice hockey, it can host uh, ring events such as uh, MMA, uh, as well as esports tournaments. Yeah. The property will include 304 parking spaces. Oh, okay. That, that sounds pretty efficient. 18,000 seats and 300 parking spaces. <laughs> Good luck. The property... Um, uh, is uh, also includes available parking in the Venetian, uh, in Palacio Hotel. Uh, there are plans to build a new Las Vegas monorail station to serve the Sphere and the Venetian, so it's not far um, from uh, the main strip in Las Vegas. So yeah, that's the the uh, the Venetian Sphere. With all of its lights on the outside and all of its uh, speakers on, and the largest LCD screen on the inside, as well as uh, new elements like wind and scent. So if you're going to see a show, you want to see it at the Sphere in Las Vegas. All right. Um, Briefly, I'm just going to talk about uh, Three Black Cats. So my mom, she had three black cats. They were related. My mom had three black cats. The mom was named Charlie, and her two daughters, Kitties, were named Sister and Runt. And my mom took care of these cats, and she was very good to them for a long time. My uh, uh, mother got them uh, during the one year my brother lived there, and we we're in uh, sixth grade, I believe. So it was about 1992, I think, and um, 92 or 93. Uh, and uh, these cats, they ended up living over 20 years. So this was in 1993. And uh, my mom took really good care of them, took them to the vet. And they were inside outside cats. And they lived at my mom's house. And my mom lived in a middle class neighborhood, a lower middle class, I would say. And the kitties would go inside, outside the house. They had litter boxes inside, but they could go in and out as they pleased. And they were fed every day and given good health care and uh, my mom's husband, Guy, was really close to the cats, and he was a big guy. And the black cats would all sleep on him, sleep on their bed because my mom and him slept in different bedrooms. And so the three black cats would sleep on the king size bed, and that's that was their bed uh, for 20 years uh, plus years. They all three cats lived over 20 years. And the thing is, this when my mom got them in '93, my mom uh, passed away in 2003. Uh, so t- in that house. So, my mom actually only lived ten years from after she got the cats. So she got the kitties in ninety three or she got the one cat, Charlie, then Charlie had kittens, and she kept two of the kittens. So the three cats came basically in ninety three. And then my mom passes away ten years later in two thousand and three. And in my mind, part of it's like, oh, well, my mom always took care of the cats, so the cats are done and and I went on to you know start a community college in two thousand and three. and then I transferred to the University of Texas in two thousand and six. And I graduated in 2010 and uh, traveled across the United States for a couple of years and flew to Hawaii in 2013, 20 years after she got the cats. But the thing is, during all this time that I, you know, my mom died and then I start community college, make straight A's honors program, editor of the newspaper, transferred to this prestigious journalism school at the University of Texas, graduated from the uh, highly competitive a journalism school, receive a BJ, a bachelor's of journalism, very competitive degree, very exclusive degree. And, uh, and then I travel the country and uh, have all these experiences working on organic farms, going to Las Vegas, going to Reno, going to Berkeley twice in that period, uh, going to um, Santa Fe, having all those experiences, then flying to Hawaii and working on a farm in Hawaii, being manager of a farm in Hawaii than living in a graveyard in Hawaii, than working as a caregiver in Hawaii, than living in a jungle with my cats in Hawaii. And during all that time, those three black cats, Charlie, Sister, and Runt, were doing the same thing that they've been doing since 1993. They were at the same house, eating in the same room, going poop in the same litter box, sleeping on the same king-size bed with their same guy, human friend, and nothing really changed. And, and they had certain instances. And me and my twin brother, we never went back to that house after our mom died in 2003. And we never saw those cats again, basically, or at least I didn't. My brother might have drove around in the neighborhood and tried to say hi to the kitties. But it seemed like in our mind that for 10 years, you know, our mom took care of these three black cats. There was all these these three black cats. And Charlie was a real friendly, nice cat that would sleep on top of me whenever I crashed on their couch And that was only 10 years. And those cats had another 13 years after that. So during all that time, you know, I started community college in 2003. So the cats were about 10 years old at that point, but then I never saw them again. And I, and I go through community college for three years. The the three black cats are still hanging around my mom's house. My mom's not even alive, but they're still doing the same thing. Those three black cats. And then I get into into the University of Texas and it's one of the hardest year, years of my life, the first year at UT, but I get through it and I do four years at the University of Texas. And during those four years, those cats are eating from the same bowl, climbing, scratching the same trees, doing the exact same thing. And then I I graduate from the University of Texas and nothing. there's no celebration or big hurrah. Nobody even pats me on the back and I actually write a book about it. But during that time, those three black cats are climbing on the roof, chasing the things going around the same area that they've always gone around since 1993. And then I, I travel across the United States. So I'm in Northern New Mexico working on a farm and then I'm in Las Vegas playing the tables. And, and, and then I'm in Reno, Nevada, you know, walking on the, the dirty streets of Reno and then, During all that time, or when Reno walking on the railroad tracks, when there's wolves in the, in the distance going, Oh, and during that time, while those wolves are going, Oh, while I'm in Las Vegas, while I'm in Santa Fe, while I was at the university of Texas, every single class that I had at UT, every single class that I had at community college, every single memory I have of being a student, every single memory I have of working on those farms, these three black cats we're doing the exact same thing. Charlie, Runt, Sister, the three black cats. Charlie had like longer fur, and Runt and Sister each had little fur, and they each had pretty big bellies because they were so well fed. But during all those experiences of me running across the United States, going to community college, working my ass off, working at the newspaper, you know, working at this job, working at that job, being a newspaper delivery person, during all that time, at that exact moment, those three black cats. We're at my mom's house. My mom had died in 2003. So 10 years later in 2013, five years later in, in 2008, they're 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 just doing the same thing, you know, going in and out of the garage, using the litter box, occasionally looking up at the TV. And then uh, they live on for 20 plus years until I'm like in Hawaii. And uh, then I find out that one of them uh, passed away on, on a New Year's Eve a bunch of neighborhood teens went, were 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 lighting fireworks in the backyard, trying to scare the kitties. And one of them ran off and never came back. Having like twenty two years old, and that's all I heard about the other. I don't know what happened to the other two kitties. But uh, sometimes I'll go on Google Maps and I'll, I'll I'll look up my mom's house, and you can go like a few years back, so you can go like five, ten years back. So I'll look on Google Maps of my mom's house, and I'll see the same cars there and the same you know oil spot in the driveway. But I'll be looking for these three black cats, and I'll go back to you know 2009. I'll be like, okay, I was a student at University of Texas at this time. But the black cats are here somewhere. They're in. They were here in this house somewhere. And I'll go back to 2006 and 2005, and I'll be like, okay, I was at community college this time. But the black cats are here somewhere, or I'll go back to 2000. Uh, 12 and i'll be like okay this was when i was in seattle but during that time i was in seattle those three black cats are doing the exact same thing that they've been doing since 1993 so the point i'm making is you know cats are mysterious you know you never underestimate cat they're so smart they're so cunning and they're uh, majestic and mysterious you know you you never know Uh, what they'll do they'll always surprise you the punishment for hurting a cat in ancient Egypt even on accident was death and no other cat no other animal can compare and when you look at the longevity of cats because lots of many cats live to be 20 plus years old so when you look at it somebody could get a cat when they're uh, 21 years old just barely old enough to drink and their kitty lives through them for 20 years until they're 41 years old So that's a long time that kitty has experienced a lot that kitty experienced the dumb 21 year old, young, dumb and full of, you know, and uh, then the the kitty experienced a late 20 year old, like a little bit more mature and you guys still together than 30 years old and 35 and, you know, 40. So the cat can see everything I, I see of a cat that I got now little Ricky is about a year old. So, uh, you know, I got a little Ricky when i'm forty two I know my young forty two but let's say Ricky lives to be twenty two years old, so Ricky lives until sees me at sixty four i'm I'm as old as the Paul McCartney song. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm sixty four Shout out to my lovely English girlfriend who make this, things like that make me appreciate her. Even more, she's obviously a lot younger than 64. She's a lot younger than me. But uh, as I get older, it's a, it's, a, it's a blessing to have such a great, uh, beautiful young woman as my uh, girl. But uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, once again, the Mr. G podcast is all about how good the Mr. G podcast is. It's a celebration of me, Mr. G. And it's available wherever you listen to podcasts. So Spotify podcast, Apple podcast is the number one place. Type in Mr. G Hawaii podcast, Mr. G Gregory Brandt podcast. And if you still can't find it, full episodes are uploaded in their entirety on Spotify. Check that out. Also on YouTube and Twitter. Thank you all very much from me and my street kitties and from the three black cats in San Antonio, Texas, Charlie, Runt, Sista. This episode is for you guys. Love you. Rest in peace, mom. Shoots.